Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett at CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. We've got that story, plus quietly lowering fluoride levels. But first, groundbreaking swift innovation paves the way for the global use of CBDCs. They are coming. SWIFT, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, has successfully shown that CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and tokenized assets can move seamlessly on existing financial infrastructure, and that's a major milestone towards enabling their smooth integration into the international financial ecosystem. The findings from two separate experiments solved the significant challenge of interoperability and cross-border transactions by bridging between different, stay with me here, distributed ledger technology, DLT networks, and existing payment systems allowing digital currencies and assets to flow smoothly alongside and interact with their traditional counterparts. The important step forward builds on SWIFT's core capabilities and means that CBDCs and tokens develop, that they develop, they can be rapidly deployed at scale to facilitate trade and investment between more than 200 countries and territories around the world. Breakthrough solves major, this is the takeaway, James. Breakthrough solves major challenge in digital ecosystem development, shows how digital currencies could be used across borders by existing financial infrastructure. And they say 14 central and commercial banks are already testing new CBDC solutions. Call it Connecting digital islands, paving the way for the global use of CBDCs and tokenized assets. And as they're talking about it now here back in the States, U.S. House Committee turned to the Department of Justice for CBDC development as SWIFT resolves cross-border transfer hurdle. What are the state, What are the Americans going to do about it? James, help us, help us break down this story. Again, it's financial terms that can get lost in all the gobbledygook, but this is pretty big. Sure. All right. So the big, 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 big picture here is the changeover of the world monetary paradigm is happening right under our nose. Probably the biggest revolution that we will ever live through. And on top of that, we see all the geopolitical turmoil, the domestic political turmoil, the uh, economic turmoil, all of these things are related to the fact that we are living through a transitionary moment that comes along once a century or every couple of centuries. The changeover in global world reserve paradigm is happening, and that is going to be a significant thing. And as people hopefully know by now, it is going towards the issuance of central bank digital currencies, programmable money that uh, presents such an incredibly different paradigm for everything that you think you know about money and how it works and what it is, that I realize now that as much time as I have spent talking about it, it still is not nearly enough. I still hear people, I, I was listening to Revelations Radio News recently, and uh, Andrew and Tim were talking about this, and they, they uh, it was, it, uh, they're like, did you know that they could program it so that your money expires after a certain amount of time? Like, yes, absolutely anything that you can imagine in this new paradigm is now technically possible. And you better believe that the ruling oligarchy, if they can use it for their advantage, will. And it's only a question of how they introduce this. So that's the big picture. Focusing in on this, this particular story, this particular piece of the puzzle. Obviously, when you are moving from the fiat money system, which has all of this existing infrastructure for moving things around and clearing and settling payments in different currencies between different correspondent banks in different countries, there's an entire infrastructure that's, that's built around that. 
of which Swift and its SwiftNet messaging system is a key part. But when you move to this central bank digital token, suddenly we have all these digital assets that are also trying to move cross-border. But if I'm getting paid from somebody in England with some sort of you know BOE-issued digital token and I'm, I'm in Japan, how am I going to use that here? Or what if I want to do some payment in Canada? Like, how does this work? So this, this is the nut to crack. How are we going to basically move, uh, put this into the system. And, and when I first saw this story, I was thinking, oh, they're just finding a way to essentially send payment information through the SwiftNet messaging system. But no, they're talking about settlement, actual real-time settlement of payments, even fiat to digital, digital to fiat, digital to digital, which is a different paradigm, unless I am totally misreading this, which is possible. I'm not a Swift expert, but clearly they're going for uh, going for broke with this, and they're, they're trying to stitch this new monstrosity into the existing inter- international infrastructure that we know Swift likes to pretend, hey, we're a, we're a private organization, a cooperative, essentially, as, the, as they're registered in Belgium, uh, between all these banks that, that are members of this cooperative. Uh, we're, not, we're not a government entity. We, we don't play favors, you know, we're, we're totally neutral, blah, blah, blah. But we know the U.S. pressured um, uh, SWIFT to delist uh, Iran, um, Russia. I mean, it, it is, it is a, a political tool at this point, especially of the U.S., NATO, Western Bloc, clearly, um, has its say in this. And so, and now they're trying to stitch that into this new CBDC paradigm, but... Well, what about on the other side of this? We have the uh, the BRICS saviors creating their own alternative system, right? The CIPS and other such um, entities, which, as I've talked about before, but I'll have to talk about again in the future, I'm sure, uh, are not really actual alternatives. CIPS still, I think, relies on SwiftNet for its actual messaging. They have a deal with SwiftNet. Hey, we'll, we'll send all our stuff on Swift. Yeah, that's the Swift alternative. They use Swift. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of nonsense you get to. Anyway, that's the sort of fine grain detail. And I know, uh, yeah, most people's eyes will glaze over when they start hearing all this jargon and DLT and whatever, all this acronym stuff. But I am telling you, this is the key issue for the human species at this time. Even though I know it seems boring or it seems hard to understand, but I'm telling you, this is where it's at. So I will definitely be doing more uh, work on this in the future. Will this story only get paid attention to by nerds and financial folks? And it'll kind of go along quietly, maybe for the next, heck, it could even be the next five to 10 years. But the infrastructure has all been essentially slotted in so that not this president and maybe not even the next president, but very soon thereafter, I just assume there'll be some sort of catalyzing catastrophic event, James, that'll make the SWIFT banking international CBDCs and GovCoin become important. As we've generally seen these last two to six years, it's all, of course, ruled by panic and emergency and freak out with these things that we've had planned for a decade. We will keep making it rain on this New World Next Week, episode 497, our second story, PayPal backtracks on fining users for misinformation. James, they call it an error. They're really sad people got mad about it. We grabbed this from reclaimthenet.org. And again, everything we say and play will always be included down in the show notes. PayPal has walked back a policy it published that would have fined users of its financial services $2,500, $2,500 
for spreading misinformation. After very much backlash against the platform for attempts to police speech, and after the company trended on Twitter from all the people deleting their accounts, PayPal claims that the policy was published in error. Quote, an AUP, acceptable use policy notice, recently went out in error that included incorrect information. So did it go out in error or did it include incorrect information? It's just, you know, they're, they're damage control. PayPal is not fining people for misinformation and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Our teams are working to correct our policy pages. We're sorry for the confusion this has caused, end quote, a spokesperson wrote. PayPal's backtrack followed statements from PayPal's founding chief operating officer, David Sachs, telling people to get their money out of PayPal right now. Former PayPal president David Marcus also spoke out against PayPal, of course, on Twitter, saying, quote, It's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and gave so much to, but PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with? Insanity. And the update, PayPal stock was fined 6% after flood of users cancel over the whole 2500 bucks misinformation debacle. Shares in PayPal were off more than 6%. That's maybe around $5 billion in market capitalization in early Monday trading. After a massive internet campaign to cancel accounts went viral in response to the company's now-reversed policy that would have fined users $2,500 if they were to allegedly promote misinformation or hate. James, I am seeing each day a ton of people canceling their PayPal and moving to literally any other platform to support Media Monarchy. I assume you are seeing a similar thing? Yes, well, I, I've got a few things to say about this. First of all, I think this story directly ties in with what we were just talking about, because obviously what we were just talking about is the coming of the cashless control grid through the CBDCs. Well, anyway, here's this current iteration of it through fiat on PayPal, but it is still that same cashless, everything will be digital, don't worry guys, but we can... We can remove your account and essentially make you do. You're at our our whim at any time. We can remove your account. We can take your money. We can do whatever we want. And what are you going to do about it? So this is the nightmare uh, vision of and and right now it's in the hands of a corporation like PayPal. In the future, it'll be in the hands of a central banker. Yay, <laughs> right? I mean, what's what's the difference? But um, secondly, I'm glad to see no one is believing that this. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was published in error. Oh, yeah. Sure, guys. And after you realize this error, then, oh, sorry. Oops. Oh, everyone's canceling their accounts. Oh, I mean, uh, we didn't mean to say that, guys. Of course, this was not published in error. Uh, no major international corporation, let alone especially a, a, a company that's that's in this particular field of international finance, where you are regulated in 18 million ways and you have entire teams of compliance lawyers and everything who pour through every single document that you release does not release an, as something like this in error. Uh, total nonsense. Complete lie. Everyone knows it. Um, they, they tried for it and they got pushbacks so and now they're going to say, okay, but here's the thing. They're already doing this. They do, it doesn't matter. They do not need a change in their AUP. They're already doing this. Ask someone like Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond. Kick him off PayPal, took his money, never see it again. They already do this. So I'm, I'm a little bit flabbergasted that people didn't already know about this, but suddenly everyone's like, oh, they can do this if they put this in their AUP. Well, then I better can't. No, they've always been able to do this. But 
Unfortunately, wait till everyone finds out that absolutely any and every single um, international financial corporation that can do this type of credit card processing, international transfer for international settlement, all of them are globalist, horrible, evil crony corporations. So we'll be dealing with this again in six months when people realize, oh, Stripe can do this. Yeah, they're already doing it too. Absolutely every one of these companies is going to have to play ball with the globalists. And that's why, wouldn't it be great if we had some sort of, you know, peer-to-peer sort of money system that we didn't have to worry about middlemen and banks, but who cares about crypto? But thirdly, yes, you're right. I have seen hundreds and hundreds of Corbett Report members, let alone the general public, but literally Corbett Report members have canceled their um, PayPal accounts in the past couple of days. Awesome. Great. Stick it to the man. But out of those hundreds and hundreds of people who have canceled their account, there's been maybe, maybe two dozen, probably more like 20 people who have resubscribed to the corporate report. So essentially what is happening here is PayPal wins. Yay. PayPal comes out with this AUP error. Oops. Did we mean to say that? Everyone cancels their account and hey, it's a convenient uh, excuse to go, well, did I really need to be paying James that dollar a month anyway? Whatever. He, do, he won't notice it. Oh, I sure will. When hundreds of people are canceling their accounts and now suddenly, I, uh, oh, okay, now I'm getting penalized for PayPal, essentially. So, yes. And, and I guess this is partially my fault because even my own Corporate Report members do not know that there are other ways to to subscribe to the Corbett Report other than PayPal. There was uh, Zix7 in the uh, comment section recently. Uh, Does Corbett have an alternative to PayPal that works internationally? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how else to put this on the page in a way that people can see it. It's right there on the sidebar bar if you want to click on that the, to my membership page. But yeah, I have all sorts of different ways, non-PayPal ways to subscribe to the Corbett Report. And guess what? Yes, I do need that support. So yes, stick it to the man. Cancel your PayPal. Awesome. Don't stick it to James Corbett. Don't stick it to James Evan Pilato. We still need your support. So please, if you are canceling your PayPal, please resubscribe. I really do need your support or else this work really will stop. I'm not joking about that. If enough people cancel, I will have to stop doing this work. So if you want to continue seeing New World next week, please take this seriously. On that note, I will note two people have uh, canceled their PayPal since we started recording this edition of New World next week. And neither of them have resubscribed yet. So, come on, guys. Yikes. Um, I think when we were when we were doing this, when it was Patreon trying to pull this a year or two or however ago it was, we, we ultimately said, what a great way for you to not have to support alternative media. And again, we offer multiple different ways to support our work. More on that at the end of this episode. James, again, yeah, they did this to Ryan. They did it to him a couple years ago. Um, maybe saying things they don't like could ultimately lead to getting fined not 2500 bucks, but what did I see in the news today? A billion dollars. Getting fined a billion dollars. I believe it's Alex Jones for the things he said about that news event that people get all bent out of shape about that's got its decade anniversary coming up. On that note, uh, how about a little bit of good news on this episode 497 from New World Next Week? This is probably one of my favorite funny like, kind of good stories until you dig in and find more about it. But again, the, the, the ultimate headline, the story is good. 
Vermont town employee quietly lowered the fluoride in water for years. We take this from National Propaganda Radio. Residents of a small community in Vermont were blindsided last month by the news that one official in their water department quietly lowered the fluoride levels nearly four years ago, giving rise to worries about their children's dental health and transparent government and highlighting the enduring misinformation around water fluoridation. This guy's going to have his PayPal account taken away. Kendall Chamberlain, Richmond, Vermont's water and wastewater superintendent, told the Water and Sewer Commission in September that he reduced the fluoride level because of his concerns about changes to its sourcing and the recommended levels. He worries about the quality control in the fluoride used in U.S. drinking systems because it comes from China. That's why it's bad. An assertion that echoes unfounded reports about Chinese fluoride that have circulated online in recent years. Two of the three fluoride additives U.S. water systems can use do, in fact, come from China, NPR admits, because they have no domestic manufacturers because there's rules against, you know, producing all that garbage and off, you know, byproduct. They come from China because they have no domestic manufacturers, but are all, don't worry, they're all subject to stringent standards, testing, and certification. You know, like your Pfizer carrot shots and stuff are. Oh, whoops, we didn't test them at all. At a second meeting just this past Monday, the one at which Karen, the initial Karen that raised concerns about her wiener kid's teeth, who she admits eat a ton of sugar, it's in the NPR article, Chamberlain, this also hurts the story, who doesn't live in town and appeared online, read a statement of apology. Words cannot express how sorry I am for causing this controversy, he said, in which he follows up with this confusing statement. Believe me when I say I have always only had good intentions based on a misunderstanding. I promise I will make sure nothing like this ever happens again. James, there goes a sort of good news story ultimately gets turned into, I think, kind of a limited hangout attack on, hey, what do you know? Personal freedom, my body, my choice. There were people that used to run their mouths about this. James, how, how kind of dumb is this story? Help us count the ways. It, uh, it is dumb in a lot of ways. But, hey, I, I, I appreciate the idea of someone kind of taking it into their own hands in the sort of mid-level sort of role that most people don't even think about or know but can actually literally affect things like this. That there maybe there's a lesson there. In fact, there may be a solutions watch episode we could think about in uh, to take out of that. But yeah, it is a dumb story in a lot of ways, and it has just occurred to me that of course we've gotten all sorts of people in the past couple of years who are just falling down the rabbit hole because of the the whole coof thing and all that craziness. Maybe they don't know about fluoride. Maybe they still think, you know, fluoride, yeah, it's good for your teeth. That's why I drink fluoride, right? <laughs> I mean, it is a stupid, once you really start to interrogate it, it is a stupid narrative in so many ways. But I know a lot of people will not interrogate it because it's just their whole life. Yeah, I drink fluoride. Therefore, my kids can eat as much sugar as they want. And it's magically protected by the fluoride they're drinking and showering in and cooking with and everything, right? No, no, 
That is not right. So for people who do not know about this, I I have talked about this in the past. I've done podcasts, interviews. We've talked about the fluoride uh, fight in Portland and other things over the years. So please type fluoride into the search bar of CorbettReport.com. You will find many reports and you can get through uh, the, the science, the actual data and studies behind it. It lowers your IQ. It is not good for you. It doesn't it does not protect your teeth to to drink fluoride or what they call fluoride that isn't even fluoride as this story starts to indicate. Well, actually, it's this chemical concoction that we're getting from China. Anyway, so um, that being said, Corbett Report member Home Remedy Supply has done work on this for years and always has tons of links to all sorts of things that are going on in stories and interviews on the fluoride issue. So uh, calling on Home Remedy Supply, please leave them in the comment section of this particular edition of New World Next Week so that people can can get some of this information. As I say, this might be a good time to reach out to the people who are just waking up to this and realizing we are definitely being lied to about our health. This is a big issue. So at the very least, we can use this as a springboard towards getting this information out further. Maybe this story is one of those reminders. Yeah, I don't know if this is what you meant or the exact opposite of what you meant about a solutions watch story that maybe you can't change the system from the inside. James, I wasn't, I didn't find it in prep for this New World Next Week episode. I found it in prep for my tomorrow broadcast. We were doing the fight against fluoride in Portland exactly one decade ago, pretty much right now as we speak. Uh, I've got one other maybe kind of good news story to wrap this baby up, though. I, I suppose I can't I can't prove this one. Hopefully maybe some folks in France or in the EU can go, oh, yeah, this is true. Again, it gets difficult to sift through the translations. And of course, any story that whiffs of conspiracy bait, you're going to find 50 reposts with no attribution and you don't really know where it comes from. But hopefully this one's true. French general praises unjabbed citizens saying, you embody the best of humanity. You are superheroes. So yeah, James, yesterday, the 11th, was technically the 13th anniversary of New World Next Week. We were just publishing our 10th anniversary Japan meetup episode from about three years ago this week as well. And speaking of New World Next Week, we've got shirts and hats and DVDs and more at newworldnextweek.com. James, I know this is for a very limited segment of the audience. My third annual scary movie marathon all month long for October. I call it Shocktober Surprise 3 is happening all month long in the Media Monarchy members only Discord. And I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time. MediaMonarchy.com slash listen. James still getting set up in the new studio. Hopefully going to have more streams, more power, add more. You know, again, the more attacks that come our way, the more it's like, all right, I guess I will buy another tower and I will build up the systems even more. So we'll keep doing that. James, that's episode 497 of New World Next Week. Big anniversary round number coming up soon. Absolutely. Yeah, we we should talk about that, but... We'll, we'll let people know about that. Anyway, yes, looking forward to doing this again in uh, next week. And also, uh, yeah, yeah uh, corporatereport.com slash members. Please, if you cancel your PayPal account, please resubscribe. I would very much appreciate that. All right. On that note, going to go uh, get, get uh, to my next interview. But thank you for this. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. All right, buddy. As always, take care.